Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of A Journey with Quentin Monyake. I was sitting in my lounge just the other day, which I do often if I'm not working, and I was just thinking about how quickly time has flown by. And I don't think I don't think we take enough time to just relax. And we don't take enough time to just take note of how far we've come. And to be honest, we don't take note of where we are right now. And I think that's because that's why that's why time is moving by so quickly. I mean, we are already into is it the second week of December or is it the third week of December? We are the second week we are moving. <laughs> wow, we are moving at a rate of speed honestly just the other day it was lockdown level five wasn't it surely just just the other day i promise you it was level five lockdown and you would get into trouble for going to the store just to grab some olives and biscuits and eggs like it was crazy it was crazy and look how far we've come look how far we've come so now the december season has hit right the festive season has hit i should say the festive season has hit and obviously i think a lot of people are feeling festive and a lot of people are feeling joyous and it's it's the season of giving and it's it's the season to be with your family members but also and I'm I'm jumping I'm jumping straight into this. I'm jumping straight into this because it's it's a conversation that I've been having with a number of my peers of late. So I'm 27 and every every time I say my peers, I just want you to get an idea of the kind of people that I'm talking about and the age group of people that I'm talking about. So I've been having a few conversations with my peers and this was to be honest this was long before the festive season i must be honest with you um this was this was soon after covid it was soon after covid i think it was a year after covid and the discussion we had was is does the festive season still feel as festive as it was before look i don't want to get i don't want to get complicated i don't want to get i don't want to get technical and i don't want to get I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but the conversation that we had, it was it was an eye opener for me because the the standpoint where I was coming from. So I I come from um how can I put this? Look, I've been working from I've been working from the, as long as I can remember. I think I've been working for at least ten years. No, I lie. I can't be. I'm twenty seven. So. I think what eight years, eight years. So straight off the high school, um, obviously things things went south for me uh, at varsity, but I managed to get myself a job and I was working ever since then. So I've had the working mentality programmed into my brain and into my system since my late teen years, and I was always from the standpoint that you need to find a balance between you you have to find a balance between family and work and personal right so to cut a long story short just to just to kind of give you a brief background so i come from i come from an entire family of academics my whole family are academics and you know 
varsity graduates and head boys and head girls and you know they've done big things and they still are doing big things i come from a family of principals and doctors um engineers there isn't a lawyer i was meant to fill that gap (laughs) just by the way i was meant to fill the lawyer gap uh but i did not proudly um so i've i've like i say i've had that working mentality that has been installed in me you know f- from the age i was like 20 from 19 from 1920 i think i copped my first job i was hired when i was 19 that was my first that was my first real gig my first rodeo so i've always been from the standpoint of like yes you need to balance work life family personal etc etc and over the years over the years because i've been so used to working so hard i've been used to working so hard and i don't look i i come i come from a big family but also at the same time because we were all so busy we were all so busy so my mom was busy at work and my relatives were also busy at work and i was busy with school at the time so the only time I really got to see my family members was over the school holidays, of course. But then as I was getting older, as hitting grade 10 and grade 11 and matric, that's when that's when things really started to get serious and even more busy for me. So even during the school holidays, I still had to grind and I still had to study. So I never really got the chance to see my relatives. So I come from a very big family, but realistically, and I, to be honest, it's 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 only just but a few of us just in terms of the immediate family so when it comes to this time of the year way back then for us we always had a family gathering that was that was the tradition the tradition was we are going to gather all of the families from all from all the provinces so we'll choose we'll create a whatsapp group We'll create a, a WhatsApp group around September, October, and then we'll decide if we're gonna if we're all gonna go to KZN, then we'll all go to KZN. If we're all gonna come to Joburg, everyone will come to Joburg. If we're going to the Western Cape, then we'll go to the Western Cape, etc., etc. And then on that WhatsApp group, we will decide that right people from K. If we're gonna decide to go to the Western Cape, then people from Joburg, Lesotho, the Free State, uh, KZN, we're all gonna travel and we're all gonna go up to the Western Cape, and then. Who, whoever whoever doesn't know one another you will find out about your relative there so that was the whole point of that family gathering so the family gathering was just to bring everyone to bring everyone together right um and just to just to, just to kind of give you a reason why i'm i'm discussing this is because now especially now after covid i feel as if there are a number of things that have caused us to uh i need to be very careful with my words here but look we don't there isn't a loss of a family importance i'm not saying i'm not saying that we are now choosing the work life over family life but i think of the covid the cost of living has just increased tremendously um a lot of people have been retrenched a lot of people have had to resign and a lot of people have had to open up their own businesses. And the discussion I was having with my peers just the other day is, I feel as if the whole concept of 
the festive season in inverted commas i feel like it's lost its meaning in a way because i don't know if you've noticed but there isn't there isn't the same hype about the festive season i think the only truly speaking the only hype which has managed to stay consistent through all through all of the the natural disasters and epidemics and pandemics of south africa in particular the only the only concept about the festive season which has managed to stay consistent through it all through inflation and corruption and all of that has been groove truly speaking it's been groove and i feel like i feel like it's not even it's not even just a matter of it staying consistent i feel like a lot of people are grooving a lot more than they did before but what about the whole concept of the festive season being the festive festive feelings and the the idea and the concept of spending time with family and the gift of giving so and obviously family gatherings but now i was saying i was saying to my i was saying to my peers that it's understandable from my point of view it's truly understandable because because we've been through so much as a nation and through through what happened um because of covid um a lot a lot has changed and as a nation we we had to adapt people were being retrenched and people people were being fired businesses were closing down so we had to naturally adapt to our surroundings and people started up their own businesses and now we've got the we've got the mentality of survival and way back then over the holidays especially over december the roads used to be so empty the roads used to be empty the stores used to be empty because that was a season whereby we rest we rest in december we spend time with family in december we travel in december but now of late what i'm seeing is there's a lot more I don't know like the the foot the the foot count on a daily basis in Joburg especially the foot count in Joburg I must be honest with you obviously it decreases obviously it decreases because a lot of people still do travel and a lot of people still do believe that December's time for them to rest and but you still do see a lot of people going into the office a lot of people are still going to work. A lot of people are working from home. This whole concept, the whole concept of it's December and now we're going to rest and now we're going to spend time with family. We're not going to do work. I feel like that that's not it anymore because I think number one, besides this whole COVID thing, I think the first and foremost, guys, inflation is crazy. Inflation is crazy. Five years ago, five years ago, I used to pay, I used to pay nine rand ninety-nine for the sexiest loaf of bread. And I I I choose that word. I chose that word on purpose because <laughs> the loaf of bread used to be and I only eat white bread. That Albany loaf of bread oh was delicious. That was delicious. And that was nine Rand ninety-nine. Now I'm paying close to 26 rand. Don't even get me started on the rand to the dollar. 
don't even don't even get me started i went to america i went to i was very fortunate enough to go to america in 20 uh my memory in 2010 <laughs> in, no 2012 i was very fortunate 20 yeah it was 2012 it was 2012 so i was very fortunate enough to go to the states in 2012 and back then rand to the dollar it was 10 rand 10 rand to the dollar can i tell you my mom gave me her card with no hesitation i came back <laughs> i wasn't even bothered about food i mean i was in grade 10 I was in I was in grade 10. I wasn't bothered about food. I was bothered about gaming and clothes and shoes and looking cool. Can I tell you I came back. I don't even think I maxed out my mom's card. I cuz when I came back like my mom was so chilled about the whole thing and she was just happy that I had such a good time. So I went to the states. I went to the states for 2 weeks and I came back with an iPad. I came back with a portable PlayStation. I came back with like eight games. I came back with um, a wall clock that had the New York Jets baseball team logo on it. Is it the New York Jets? I think it's the New York Jets. They had, it had their team logo on the face of the clock. That was really cool. I bought a painting. I didn't know I was into art at that age, but I bought myself a nice, beautiful painting of Times Square. I bought myself a camera. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, well, food, obviously. Obviously, I, we... I think I, I think I bought McDonald's because there's a McDonald's... There's a McDonald's in Times Square. Very big. A huge, humongous, humongous. It's like a hotel, that McDonald's. It's massive. I think I bought... Because our hotel... Our hotel was in walking distance from Times Square. So, whenever we wanted to go to Times Square it wasn't an it wasn't an issue and then there was a huge M&M chocolate factory that was also in Times Square I think I think I bought at least like 50 to 60 packets of M&Ms I was at McDonald's like three times a day there was a Starbucks which was directly across from our hotel room so so that's where my that's where my coffee addiction started because I was there literally like with the cycle of each moon i was there whenever we went on a field trip in the morning go grab myself some starbucks but anyway i veered off track so anyways it was 10 rand to the dollar back then so like i felt very it wasn't my money but i felt rich and like i came back with all of the stuff and i bought clothes and shoes um and my mom <laughs> my mom like she wasn't she wasn't upset about it she was just so glad that I had so much fun but now, oh my days, oh my days. Inflation is just through the roof. Inflation is honestly just through the roof. So I don't blame people. And that's why I'm so understanding of the fact that we've, we've developed, uh, we've developed uh, a nature of survival. We have to survive. We've got to survive because inflation is just through the roof. Everything is just skyrocketing. Everything is just so expensive our jobs our jobs are not increasing our salaries but everything else around us is increasing so we have we have no choice but to survive we have no choice but to continue working so i i the standpoint where i'm coming from so i'm coming from a point of view whereby 
look, we have to continue working 365 days a year. If I've got to work, I'm going to work. But it does not mean that I don't care about family time. That's, that's, that was the discussion we were having. So my peers were, my peers were coming from a place whereby they, they believe and they, they stand by, they stand by what they believe. They, they know that over the weekend, there's no working. There's no working over the weekend. And then come holiday time, come December, come festive, come Christmas time and New Year's, no working. That's strictly for family time. So I, I also thought to myself, well, I hear your point of view. I get where you're coming from, right? But let's also remember, because some of us, some of us, we speak from a, a, a place of privilege. And I use, I use that term very delicately because I'm not saying that your opinion is invalid just because I assume that you are coming from a place of privilege. The only, the only reason why, the only reason why I said that their opinion is coming from a place of privilege is because whatever line of work they were in or they are in over the weekends, even if, even if they wanted to go into the office, they couldn't because the office is closed on a Saturday and Sunday. So they work Monday to Friday, nine to five. Over the weekend, the offices are closed. Over December, the offices are closed and they were they they are working they are working in an industry whereby for their business to shut down it's going to take a lot it's going to take a lot more than just COVID to shut that business down so i said to them i said well we need to be careful about we need to be careful about just because you are speaking from a place whereby you are comfortable and you're safe in your line of work and no matter what happens you're safe there's no there's no risk of you being retrenched or your business being closed down we cannot say that we cannot ask the question why are people working over december or we cannot we cannot shun people for working over december when they're meant to be spending time with their families because those people who are working in december in december they don't have that that comfortability spot they don't have that place of privilege because the moment they rest in december that is where they are going to be that that's exactly when they're going to be retrenched because then they the companies can see that this person is going to choose this person is choosing rest over work we don't need a person like that and remember especially when working for these big large companies they are are people who are unfortunately make they they end up making decisions for us they end up making decisions for us we cannot afford to rest because our businesses are going on and on and on throughout the year 365 days yeah so it was just an interesting it is an interesting topic that i just wanted to start off with um, because it actually falls in line with today's topic. So today's topic is about family gatherings, to go or not to go to family gatherings. And I wanted to start off with that conversation that I had with my peers, because if you choose not to, if you choose not to go to a family gathering because of work, honestly speaking, I get that totally. I get that totally because I'm in a line of business that, look, I've, I'm trying to create a name for myself right now. Besides 
besides my podcast i'm trying to create a household name for myself i feel like rest is my rest is my enemy when i first started up my business i thought to myself quentin over the weekends you're not going to read emails from clients you're not going to do any work but then i thought well i'm i'm taking one step forward and two steps back if i want to be a step ahead of the game i'm going to have to work seven days a week as long as i get five hours of sleep i'm so solid i am so solid if i if i can't get the five hours of sleep i've got different ways that will regain my energy i have different ways and techniques that will help me regain my energy but i noticed that i need to keep i need to keep pushing and i need to keep working tirelessly i would rather work tirelessly now so that i can retire early and then rest instead of having to work a little bit and then rest work a little bit, and then i'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life i, I want to work tirelessly now so the main the main conversation we're having is that okay but now if you choose to work tirelessly now what about family time and that's that's how the that's how the conversation started because now as as a nation as south africans there's fraud there's corruption there is there's famine there's poverty the the crime rates are through the roof epidemics pandemics inflation how can you how can you sit back and relax and say unless you're like filthy rich unless you're filthy rich how can you sit back and say i'm good i'm not there yet 100 i'm not there yet i want to get to a point in my life whereby i can say i'm good close my laptops watch a movie and i'm good without having to feel bad that's where i want to be but i feel like i'm just not there yet i need to work i need to work i need to work and i've explained that to my family as well and let's take doctors for example guys can i can i can i just say right can i just say doctors oh my goodness doctors do not rest i've seen I've seen firsthand. I've seen first put yourself in the doctor's shoes. I've seen firsthand how hectic a doctor's schedule can be, especially over December. Especially over December. You will be at a family gathering, then you get a phone call and it's an emergency and you've got to you've got to go. You've got to leave your family lunch or family gathering or church or whatever and it could be whenever it could be on christmas day it could be on christmas eve new year's eve and you've got to go we've 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 got to survive we've got to survive and that's that's what that's what brought up today's topic to go or not to go family gathering style now it can be rude to not attend family gatherings. Or let me let me rather say this. Let me rather say this. Because I don't want it to come I don't want it to come out as if I'm for or against, right? So obviously it can be considered rude to not attend family gatherings as it can be seen as a lack of interest or respect 
for your family. However, there are many valid reasons for not attending, such as medical reasons, financial constraints, personal conflicts, or truth be told, work. But remember, you don't have to attend every gathering. You don't have to interact with certain people if you wish to not to. It's also important to remember that you don't have to make excuses for anyone just because they share your last name or bloodline. This, you know, this, this topic, I thought about it long and hard because some people, a lot of people feel, they feel very strongly about family and they feel very strongly about the bloodline. But I thought, hey, look, the whole reason why I started this podcast is for us to have an open discussion. Let's talk about it. Let us talk about it. If you feel differently, feel free to share. Let's talk about it. Let's open up the platform and let's talk about it. This is why setting boundaries is so important because many people joke that they have a dysfunctional family, in inverted commas, in, in inverted commas, as though it's part of a natural charm. Sometimes, though, that way of joking can be a cover-up for a toxic family member or awkward situations. While the holidays might be upon us, family gatherings happen all year round. Even if you look forward to them, for the most part, not all family is immune to things going wrong. Whether one or two people cause the problem or there are underlying family issues that have never been brought to the surface, it's very important to know what to do when family gatherings go wrong. So uh, the last time the last time we had like a really big family gathering, to be honest, I was a kid. So whatever went wrong, I didn't know about because I was a kid and I was always outside playing with my relatives we were playing soccer we were playing cricket we were playing at that time we had we had wire cars which i haven't seen in a minute so we had it's like a it's like a remote control car but it's strictly made out of wire it's actually one of to be honest i think it's probably one of the most beautiful pieces of engineering to come out of the township in the suburbs, you get a remote control car. You got its batteries. It looks like a car. There's a remote. Bada bing, bada boom. You can control it from the remote. But in the township, in the township, they've got they've got this wire car, and it's pretty big. It's it's almost the same size as a remote control car, if not bigger. And it's <laughs> it's it's a magnificent piece of engineering. And what happens is you get people who wire. It's like, it's like the shell of a car. So they wire the shell of a car and it's, it's strictly made out of wire. And the tires will be made out of bottle caps. And then connecting, c- connecting you to the car is a long piece of wire. And then on the end of that wire is a steering wheel. And what happens is you can, you can walk, you can run behind your car and you can control the car just by using that piece of wire that connects you 
to that car. That long piece of wire, on the end of that piece of wire is a steering wheel. And you grab onto that steering wheel. And that steering wheel somehow controls the bottle caps, which are the tires of the car. So that's what we used to play with as kids. Because, I mean, I've lived in the suburbs my whole life, but my, my relatives, they, they used to live in the township. They used to live in, in, in Tokoza and in Soweto. In fact, they still do. So when whenever I went to go visit them, that was they didn't have a PlayStation. There was no, there were no technological advances in the township back then. So a lot of our games we 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 played marbles. We played marbles. We had to create games out of stones and bricks. Um, I think the two the the two most um, the two most important. <laughs> developmental stages of our of our childhood was was that phase whereby we went through a phase whereby we were playing with marbles and then we went from marbles to rock no no, no. we went from rocks to marbles and then from marbles we went to soccer balls and tennis balls and then from there we went to that car that was made out of wire and i think also that that's also what kind of kick-started my passion for cars but Whatever went wrong at a family gathering, I had no idea about. I had no idea about. So, because I was always outside. <laughs> I was always outside playing with the, with, with the other kids. But there is always, there is always something that has to go wrong somehow. I think it's Murphy's Law as well. I think it's Murphy's Law. Something always has to go wrong. There always has to be that drunk uncle or auntie that says the wrong thing in front of the wrong person. And then all hell breaks loose but that if that does happen or when that does happen that doesn't mean you need to play the role of a fixer for your family you don't have to play the role of dr phil in your family rather focus on the things that you should be doing which is protecting yourself and your own mental health if things start to fall apart oh what how selfish can you be how selfish can you be to focus on yourself when your family's falling apart around you that's what that's what that's what i'm sure some of you are saying <laughs> honestly speaking honestly speaking if i'm selfish then call me selfish if i'm selfish i'm i'm 100 going to protect myself and my own mental health if all shit start if, if if shit starts to hit the fan what what can i do what can i do i'm no doctor full i'm no oprah winfrey what can i do if things start to fall apart i need to protect myself and i need to protect my mental health how do i do that the first thing that i do i set boundaries if you already know your family has certain issues or you have issues with certain members set boundaries before you even attend a family event it will reduce the risk of something going wrong that you're directly involved in if something if something does occur at a family gathering you can keep your boundaries intact when it comes to who you talk to how involved you become and what you're willing to talk about secondly stand up for yourself 
okay it's look <laughs> in an african household the moment you stand up for yourself please go to the bedroom and get yourself a flip-flop or a shambok or a whip <laughs> oh my days the moment the moment you stand up for yourself buddy in an african household best believe me you're going to be getting six of the best from your mother your grandmother your grandfather from your father but i think i think we all we all need to we all need to understand and realize that we've come we've come very far from disciplining a child physically um i know that there's a lot going wrong in the state of our country currently uh the state of our youth um and obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of different beliefs people would rather stick to the tradition of you need to discipline your child if you don't discipline your child then this is why things are going wrong so how do you stand up for yourself how do you stand how do you stand up for yourself correctly I, in any household not just an african house i'm just speaking from an african household point of view because <laughs> it's the way i grew up it's where i grew up it's how i grew up but i think i think this is from all aspects this is from every single nation nationality ethnicity but how do you stand up how do you stand up for yourself without receiving six of the best Look, you may not be able to choose your family members, but you can absolutely choose how you're willing to let them treat you. And honestly speaking, I I, I get why people are so easy to cut off family members. And I know, I know this is a touchy subject. I know it's a touchy subject, but I completely understand why people choose to cut off certain family members. I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from experience. I went through I went through that as a kid. I went through that as a kid because my my mom was protecting my mom was protecting her mental health. She was protecting her because our family was just falling apart. And we stopped gathering in 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 December because there was just so many things that were that were going on and look, I don't mind sharing this with you because that's the reason why I created this platform. That is the reason why I'm not I'm not airing my dirty laundry. No, 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 no. I'm not airing my dirty laundry. I'm trying to make you understand that whatever you are going through in your family situation or in your life, you are not the only one. I don't want to sound like a preacher, but that's just the reality. The reality is, and I don't care. I don't care how people look at me. I don't care if you think I'm I'm airing my dirty laundry, but that's just how it is and i can guarantee you i'm not the only one it's happened before it's happening now and it will continue to happen people are cutting their own family members out and off you know why it's because they want to protect themselves they're protecting their mental health mental health is the number one challenge we have i think i think you know what amongst amongst rape corruption uh crime in South Africa let's talk about mental health the problem is the moment you start talking about mental health and the moment you start protecting yourself and the moment the moment you want to the moment you want to start 
you know, living within your own bubble to protect yourself from all of the calamities that are happening out there in the world, people start calling you selfish. That's why mental health is such a challenge. So I 100% understand why my mom decided to cut us out of the family gatherings. And I understand why, why my family's also decided to cut themselves out. My family's huge. I'm all over. My, my, my surname is all over. Gauteng. My family's all over South Africa. But we barely, we barely, I barely see my relatives unless we're following one another on Instagram. But I totally get it because shit happens and things start to fall apart around you that you cannot fathom and things start to happen around you that you cannot control. The moment you understand that things are happening around you that you cannot control, that's the first step to protecting yourself. You cannot step in and be a superhero at every domino effect you cannot do that so i completely understand it i completely get it yes you may not be able to choose your family but you can choose how your family treats you if you are not happy with how your family treats you i'm sorry but at the end of the day it's done if if i have to cut you off i'm gonna cut you off and that's just not that's not just with family and i think and i think that's why that's why i'm alone to this day unfortunately i feel like that's why i'm alone to this day because i have a very um uh what's the right word that i'm looking for i'm patient i'm patient and i'm understanding and i compromise but the problem i have is that i've got a short fuse and not in terms of being angry or upset but one one wrong thing that you do <laughs> one wrong thing that you do or if you mistreat me then it's game over i i i am at a point in my life whereby i know i know exactly what i want and i know exactly where i want to be and hence i'm saying there, there is a level of compromise and understanding but i mean if it's a continuous thing that's something that i can't stand by i can't i can't stand for that and i will not stand for that so Hence, I mean, and I think I, I, I use the word unfortunately incorrectly. It's not unfortunate that I'm alone. Uh, I'm not 100% alone. I've still got friends and family around me. Um, I've been single for the longest time by choice. And that's just because right now I'm so focused in, in where I want to be. And I'm so I've got so many goals that I want to achieve. And I just, I just feel as if... And obviously the right person is going to find me along the way. I don't have to find the right person. The right person will find me. But I'm so focused and I'm so driven and I know what I want. That when a person comes along and it's like the thinking, the thinking process is so different and the thinking pattern is so different. And I don't mean, I don't mean to sound disappointed because obviously we are not all at the same stage in our life which is that's perfectly fine i i don't expect to meet someone who's at the same level as me but at least be open-minded i'm willing to be open-minded but why can't you be open-minded so i completely understand why people cut one another off i get it whether you're family bloodline friends relationships i get it and if certain family members mistreat you by making condescending remarks, 
or saying inappropriate things. It's completely acceptable to stand up for yourself, speak up and don't let them get away with it. Will this approach cause some tension? Of course, of course. But it will let them know that it won't be tolerated. Look, depending on the issues your family faces, sometimes the best thing you can do is to leave toxic people behind. Remove yourself from toxic family gatherings appropriately. A toxic family can be incredibly stressful to be around and can negatively impact your life. If being around members of your family if it brings up if it brings up symptoms of anxiety and suicidal thoughts, depression, compulsive behaviors and or post traumatic stress disorder, it is completely okay. And I repeat, it is completely okay to give yourself permission to forego family gatherings and events and that's exactly that's exactly what my mom did because we were we were in a situation whereby things were falling apart apart so rapidly around us that and obviously i was i was too young to understand but as i was coming of age my mom was explaining to me as to why i don't see why don't i see my relatives anymore and it was because of that very reason if family gatherings feel like a sensory overload to you you're not alone it can be a lot to have everyone in the same space for that long you can consider going for a while and leaving early before shit hits the fan look i i don't want it i don't want it to sound like I'm condemning the festive season and I'm condemning family gatherings. If you've got the perfect family, kudos to you. Kudos to you. You need to count yourself. You need to count yourself lucky. Because myself and I think for a lot of people out there, we've got a very... um, Our families are interesting. (laughs) If I can... I can put it that way. Just to put it lightly, our families are interesting. And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade my family for the world. But, but if I've got to make, if I've got to make certain decisions for myself, best believe me, I will. Call me selfish. Call me naive. But right now, right now, in in the state of the country, I mean, honestly, they, they are. There's so many things that are happening out there right now. Wars, famine. I think we all deserve to be a little selfish. We all deserve to take a little break and remember that we are so fortunate. And the only reason why we're fortunate is because we've been given the gift of life. We don't want to be put in a situation whereby now we're starting to question that. We don't want to be put in a situation whereby now, instead of counting our blessings, we're now counting our sorrows. If it means I've got to be selfish so I can start counting my blessings, best believe me, no one is going to tell me otherwise. And I will count my blessings. 
but it'll be under my own power under my own terms and conditions and under no one else's whatever reason you have for not attending a family gathering know that you are not alone take time to think about what the healthiest decision for you is and try to imagine what type of response you will receive so you can be fully prepared with a potential explanation may you be happy may you be well may you be safe may you be peaceful and at ease laugh every day read often eat healthy happy holidays bye bye